When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back in England. I am back in England after my short lived, uh, well, actually, 10 days. That's, that's all it, isn't it? That's, that's all nice. it. Down to Tenerife. Oh. Never been oh. there before. Never been anywhere like that before, let's oh. say. Never, I've oh, never oh, been I on a lad's holiday. Snooty. I've never, oh. I've never been on a lad's holiday kind of situation. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I, I wish I had done. What was the best thing? I read a James Patterson book. <laughs> Uh, that was left behind uh, next to the pool. Uh, and because I've spoken about this on three podcasts now, uh-huh. different podcasts, uh-huh. Ron Japan, Luke and Pichot. I think that if you are published and I'm reading your book, mm. I'm expecting a certain level. Right. And I didn't get that from James Patterson. I think he might be using an AI to write his books. Got yeah. It is mad. He seems like one of those people who is successful enough yeah. that maybe he oversees. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I would argue he needs someone to oversee <laughs> because some of the stuff in there. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful writing. I do, and he set six hundred million pounds he's worth. Or really, it's amazing. If you were worth that amount of money, there is no way that you'd go. I better write a book. <laughs> no, that you, is you'd true, be like, actually, yeah. I, I have got too many options <laughs> to do. But you know, I'm sure there is a way of working out a way in which a book with my name can come out and, yeah. and, and be made. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. you've he, been on the other end of that I've, situation. I've done exactly that. Exactly. It's a good living for someone like me at the bottom of the pecking order. <laughs> And it's a better living for the, the people, people who are they, they the give them more money than the writer mm. gets, you yeah. know. So I'm not saying I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether James Patterson writes his books or not. <laughs> I just think it's <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> for legal reasons. Yeah. He does. Why would um, you? Um, why would you? But why would you, James? Why, would why you? not look, light in the Lord, you're clearly not doing very well with yeah. the one I read. <laughs> give it someone else for give it Giggsy till the end of the season. Um yeah. That, that, so there's a scene. Um mm. Imagine, if you will, put yourself in the shoes, the hard-boiled, <laughs> hard-soiled shoes of uh, a, a, a Are you New York the ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I used words to describe stuff. Um, I am. Uh, you are a, a a New York police detective, mm-hmm. uh, celebrated. He's the guy who just knows how to get things done, and he, your son, is in prison for drug dealing. God damn it! God damn it! And. You go and see your son in prison, and he says, seeing my son like this in prison for drug dealing uh, hurt me 
emotionally and physically. <laughs> and that was what he said. Doesn't explain the emotions. Doesn't explain the physical pain he's experiencing. No. He just says, it hurts me gran- emotionally and physically. My granddad did a big thing where my granddad, he, he would read books like mm. it, very quickly. Yes. So he, he, was, he wanted to read Les Miserables. Right. And it took him, I'd say... A day and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you get through like mm. a massive book that yeah. quickly? And he was like, because I, I know what rooms look like. He said, I don't need to read two pages where they say there's some chairs over here and there's some... He's just like, I just need to know there's a room. That's all it is. And then I can move on. So he'd read through and he'd go, probably not important. No, yeah. no. The line there, fine. Got a general gist. <laughs> it's, isn't there like apps nowadays where you can just kind of skip through... Like they, they, It's just like an audio book, but it just tells you like, in 15 minutes, uh, the basic tenor of someone's uh, argument I mean, in a book. I mean, we've talked about that, about things like York Notes. Mm. Where we, I mean, WrestleMe is very much the York notes yeah. of the wrestling industry. Frequently longer than the original <laughs> yeah. artifact. But I mean, I would. I mean, if it wasn't for York notes, I would never have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know the first thing about any of the books that I did for my English degree. Oh yeah, I would yeah. get those York notes and I would read them through, and people would go, "Don't just read the York notes." It's like, why are you mugs? <laughs> you are, <laughs> I'm not level Bleak House is fucking massive. Yeah, I'm not, not going to read that. <laughs> I know what a room looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, while you were away, Pete, I got to go and see some live wrestling. Oh, finally, mama. yeah. Thanks, for, yes. thanks to, to Joe Roche, who is um, a, a, a tremendous chap who, unfortunately, got COVID. He bought two oh. tickets to go and see the WWF mm. uh, at uh, the O2 mm. in Greenwich in London. And uh, because he couldn't go, he very, very kindly offered them to us. You mm. were away. I was away. So I, I, I took one of our mates uh, to go down, and we had a right good time. Good. It was really, really nice to be back. It, I haven't seen WWF for since we went in about 2006, yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, when we were part of XFM. And I, I really enjoyed it. It yeah. was great. What was it like? Don't describe the room. what was funny about it the two sort of well there are a few things I took out of it one was when you got there the queue for the merch stall was like nothing you've ever seen in your life Right, there were probably 120 people Mm. queuing at that one merch stall out the front when you got in they have the merch stalls all around the top Yeah, every single one of those must have been Six lines of people, 20 deep. I mean, they couldn't get enough. Do these people not know that there's online Online. shopping? (laughs) There is online shopping. And there are a couple of T-shirts there that are, you know, unique. Right, okay. Um, But, I mean, not many of them. Fridges of bird blood. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't believe how... how, I mean, mean, by the time I got there, which was well before the show started, Mm. um, I I basically said to Joe, I'm going to pick you up a Jinder Mm. Mahal T-shirt. Right. And Joe had been online and he'd seen it says on it something like, I am the Maharaja of... (laughs) pain and he was like not sure i'm and i was like no you're getting that one that's going to be funny (laughs) i saw a lot of like young asian lads wearing those jinder mahal t-shirts yes and you forget i mean i joke about like jinder mahal i never want to see jinder mahal wrestle no but then of course i suppose to to a lot of people he represents their culture Mm. and he represents you know people like them like i used to be with the british bulldog when you'd see him on american television Mm. and so i I was i was really pleased to see that but i couldn't even get a jinder mahal t-shirt oh no they'd all gone so (laughs) there there was uh, uh, this is my way of saying joe um I haven't emailed you yet. Really sorry. I didn't get you anything in the end. Couldn't get near, Couldn't get near the merch, the merch store. Oh, it, it was, it I bet was... you got in the queue for the beers, or didn't you, Marky? Well, I did. <laughs> I, 
I was I'm, sick. I, 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 I have a ginger my, my phone provider is O2. And if you go to the O2, you've got Crowley. your own entrance, which is empty. Right. And you go in there, and then you've got your own bars, what? which are empty. Just for all... Because it, nobody's on just, O2 just, exactly, It's just me. It, it, I mean, it did seem like it was just me. Got your me. own little gorilla position. Yeah. And what was really interesting about <laughs> it was seeing it. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen a house show. Mm. And uh, this was very, very much a house show performance. Right. So the very fact that the wrestlers are there mm. slightly is deemed <laughs> enough. Yes. And there were, it was funny, a lot of the matches were just kicks and punches <laughs> and playing to the crowd. Yeah. And then a roll up. Right. And, and it would just they be. I love roll ups at the moment God, as well. They're so easy. It's so, it's just having a nice little roll up into a snuggle. Yeah. And I, I was, I was slightly struck by the low work rate. Yeah. Which was a surprise because mm. in the interim since seeing WWE for the last time, I, I mean, I've, I've seen lots of British wrestling, mm. Rev Pro, Progress, mm. um, Attack, and being close quarters to people who are working their asses off at a level that you don't even see, you know, on most uh, American television pay-per-views. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I was quite shocked at what was <laughs> delivered. Funny things come out of it, though, that you go, gosh, like Street Profits. They're a tag team. I go, I think they're quite good. Mm. Watching them live, I thought they were phenomenal. And they were the ones who really stood out the most on that card to me as yeah. being people who were really connecting with the crowd, who were working as hard as they could. And that was magical. Mm. But it was nice to, you know, for me to tick everyone off. You know, your Kevin Owens, your Baron Corbin. Right, um, yeah. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura was there. Mm. Becky Lynch, mm. you know, Bianca Belair. Well, that's quite, quite a good lineup then. It was. Mm. The other thing that it really drove home, and he's a guy who obviously we're going to be talking about because in the first match of the upcoming WrestleMania that we're chatting about, mm. Drew McIntyre. Mm. And I hadn't really cottoned on to just how popular Drew McIntyre is. And I don't think it's just a British thing. I don't mm. think it's a case of just because he's uh, a Scottish performer mm. that you come to London and everyone is like one of us, one of us. He, we also love our mums. Yes. <laughs> he had an incredible crowd connection. Yeah. And the way that he was holding himself was different from everybody else. He was treating it like I'm among all my mates and you are going to see a different side of me where I am having a laugh and I am pleased to be here. Mm. And it was really, really, I was really impressed by how good he was. Nice. Um, he did a little chat, which got some traction in the news stuff afterwards, where he said, I have been telling WWE, I want to bring a major pay-per-view to the UK. Mm. And he's been saying this for a couple of years now. Mm. I don't think he would be saying that on the mic at a house show if, if it wasn't, if going it to wasn't. Happen, no. Right. So there's been some reports that SummerSlam next year mm. may be coming from uh, one of the stadiums in Cardiff. Right. So there, there's a possibility that we are going to be getting a SummerSlam. I mean, that is exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. When was the last um, SummerSlam? When was the last? 1992. Kind of yeah, when it that was at seems... Wembley. So when was the last pay per view in? in, in well, the lot they they did a long series of UK only pay per views. Mm. So I think it probably would have been. I think there was a Raw pay per view that took place in like Sheffield, mm. uh, and that would have been about 2000 and possibly two, three. Right. Um, but those were often UK only pay-per-views that you'd buy on like, you know, Sky Sports, that yeah. sort of thing. So uh, there has never been, apart from SummerSlam 92, any of the big, the big four pay-per-views. Yeah. Your WrestleMania, your Royal Rumble, your SummerSlam and your Survivor mm. Series. Yeah. So I think there's a possibility as well they're going to tie it in with the 30th anniversary 
of SummerSlam 92. Yes. And they're returning to the UK. I mean, that with, with really hyper, would be exciting. With hyperinflation, you could have money in the bank, but the suitcase has to be so big <laughs> because of the declining pound. <laughs> it's, that's why they're doing the stadium. <laughs> yes. There's only 200 seats because the rest is taken up with a massive holdall full of cash. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting, you know, going to the, the one at the O2 is... This is not a product that is uh, suffering in any way. Mm. That place was absolutely rammed. Yeah, you know, it was an incredible amount of I people. I wish I'd gone. I, I, I just—it's just annoying. It's just annoying. <laughs> you know, they finally return and go uh, yeah. busy. I know, I know. But hey, look, hey Peter, they'll be back. They'll All be right. Back. Um, yeah. So I mean, that that was really exciting. And so mm. again, thanks very much to Joe. Um, I've, I've been a really bad. Uh, I haven't even emailed him to say thank you. I, I feel terribly guilty He'll by just having around to it. Uh, well, he will do. And thank mm. you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, the other thing I've been doing, Pete, is oh. I've spent the last couple of weeks uh, immersed in the wrestling career of Jimmy Savile. Um, I know <laughs> oh, I've been threatening no. this for about you three really years. Have Mark? I um, I've, I've I've written it up. I'd written it originally as the sort of <laughs> opening story in the newsletter that we give out on Patreon. Mm. Um, but I think I'm going to put it separately, yeah. uh, only because it's uh, over ten thousand words, very long. <laughs> but also, I mean, just the very the very nature of it. I think you know, it's a bit weird to jam it in a newsletter full of fun and jokes mm. um, when it's it's it, it's heavy in parts. <laughs> um, you'll be really pleased to know, Pete, as well, that I've broken new ground, and I believe that it is the most complete version of Savile's wrestling career that has ever, ever been published. Even the guys at Wrestling Heritage who supplied the biographer uh, of... Um, uh, well, is, uh, is he a biographer? He did it after he was dead, and it's a really good book. But his name's mm. Dan Davis, and he yeah. wrote a book about Savile called In Plain Sight, The Life and Crimes of Jimmy Savile. Mm. Um, and it's an astonishingly brilliant book. Um, and uh, he had, had basically given me some information um, on Savile's wrestling career that he'd looked at but decided to do nothing with. Mm. Um, and I found an extra couple of matches that no one's even talked about. So, <laughs> I mean, it really is the last word. I know everyone's like, you know, where can I go to really find out about Jimmy Savile's wrestling career? Yeah. Well, you can go on our Patreon <laughs> and it's going to be up by the end of the week. Uh, it okay. is... I mean, is it is it is it great? Yes, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating look into the world of Manchester's organised underworld of, of crime, sixties um, British wrestling. Um, Jimmy Savile, um, a lot of the <laughs> people everything. he went up against, uh, which is uh, one of his uh, early opponents, was called a guy called Peter Preston, mm. and Peter Preston took part in one of the only shoot matches that ever went out on television in Britain, right. uh, where he. He uh, he pinned um, the the huge kingpin uh, at the time, Mick McManus, mm. and then instead of uh, allowing Mick then to pin him and you know win the match, Peter Preston fought him off, um, <laughs> and uh, Mick, Mick McManus had to basically take matters into his own hands to get disqualified <laughs> so that it didn't just become a clear pinfall loss. <laughs> that it's, it's, there's some fascinating sidebars in that whole thing. Mm. Um, it, it, I, it's so interesting because. <laughs> Savile, of course, by his very nature, didn't want anyone to know what he was doing. Yeah. British wrestling depends on people not knowing what happens behind the scenes and how it works. Mm. So those two shadowy worlds <laughs> coming together was just uh, mental. It's been really difficult to find it, uh, find out about stuff. But it's important work, Peter. Yeah, Mark, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to 10,000 words as well. Oh, yes. And I uh, was able to refute one of the, uh, uh, the assertions made in the inquiry by Dame Janet Smith right. regarding uh, acts of abuse that took place on BBC property. Let me make it clear... The thing that I found actually bolsters the account of a victim, <laughs> right. which Dame Janet Smith uh, says she she can't necessarily um, find a, a key piece mm. uh, the, the, of, of evidence. Uh, look, just read it. 
I mean, yeah, right, yeah. I know that's not the thing that makes it sound you know, like exciting. I'm mean, listening to a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Don't really want to get into inquiries from 2012. No, but I guess you're in a situation where you would be, uh, you're helping the, the, the prosecution. My point about it is nobody pays any attention to wrestling. Mm. And you look at like Jimmy Savile's life. Every single world that he inhabited has been the subject of inquiry, mm. apart from wrestling. Everyone's just mm. like, well, that's just wrestling. Yes. You know, not that's just that. a nightclub appearance. Yeah. But uh, even that would be kind of probed, wouldn't it, I suppose? Well, his nightclubs were, you know, but, but <clears throat> they ignore wrestling. And mm. actually, one of the things that they, that they, they basically, there's, 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 uh, it's a complex thing about uh, what colour his hair was when. And right, okay. The inquiry says he started dyeing his hair in 57, although one of the victims says that in the late 50s he had dark hair. Mm. And they were like, we've been online, but we can't actually can't find, find any, any photos yeah. that are dated that show him with dark hair. So we believe from 57 he had bleached hair. Mm. Wrong. So in 66, when he begins his wrestling career, dark hair. Right. So it, it, had they looked at wrestling mm. it, with anything, they would have been able to actually put some other pieces of the puzzle together. Mm. That was left up to Mark Haynes to do. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Look, I, I, I'm really proud of it. I'm, yeah. I don't mean that in a way of going, uh, you know, uh, this I'm is really a, proud a of great read. Yeah, this is, this is like a little bit of wrestling journalism yeah. uh, that, you know, if there's any justice, will get me either knighted or at least a slot in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Grad, so Good let's have a look, Peter. At uh, the last WrestleMania, WrestleMania 37, mm. night one, um, we, we we left it basically at the point where the opening credits started. Yeah, um, we'd, we'd gone through the, the waxy Vince McMahon. Oh, yes. America the Beautiful. I noticed uh, on a rewatch uh, last night that um, during America the Beautiful, when mm. the guitar uh, lady starts doing her guitar bits, yeah. um, Otis is really dancing. <laughs> like, Otis is really thrusty dancing into America the Beautiful. Mm. Couldn't take my eyes off it. I, is that disrespectful? I just want to fuck Otis. He, uh, he was at the live show and he was one of those oh, guys that Mark, you, no, see, angry. you see from a long way away and yeah. you go, even though we're a long way away, I can tell that is the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. Husky. A great big like pink block of butter. <laughs> oh, just amazing. Um, they have those credits and, and it's more of that that um, that terrible uh, Rufus Hound sounding uh, voiceover. That's just, it's not got any better, has it? Not since at the last all, one. No. no. I mean, last year, it basically picks up off last year's credits. Mm. And so you got, you know, Drew McIntyre kicking an octopus, and, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And, and, it, and it, kind of, it makes you sort of go, this one isn't special. This is a continuation no, of, of last year, entirely inexplicably. They had a year yeah. to kind of go, you do something about being back. That, mm. That's the big thing that they do in this whole thing. It's not about here are the good matches. Mm. It's about we're back. Yeah. Well, then, then go do we're back. Don't do the thing you did last year. Behind exactly, you're not back. Yeah. You're still there. You make it, it. It kind of feels like they sort of went. Look, we spent money on that, and that was a waste of money because you couldn't <laughs> put bums on seats. Yeah, but yeah, just weird. Very but, strange. Uh, some of the lines. I mean, there's a bit where he goes, "Well, enough of the tall tales. Let's drop some realness," as the kids say. Ugh. And I was just like, "Oh, is this written by sixty-five-year-old <sighs> men?" Working. I don't know who we should get to write the WrestleMania Open. Should we contact the editorial? board of the Daily Mail. <laughs> Shall we get someone from Spitting Image to reboot? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. And in the middle of it, I, th- I think one of the lines that the Rufus Howe man says, mm. and I should make it clear, it's, it's not, not Rufus, Rufus Howe. It's unfair to bring it, Rufus into it. It is. It just sounds very much like Rufus yeah. Howe. Um, but there's a bit where they sort of go, and you can't not watch on Peacock. And- <laughs> 
Oh, you know, oh, yummy, yummy boot. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> just the office wouldn't do that. They wouldn't no. sort of go, you know, we've got to write so a obvious. special episode where we, we just continually sort of like <laughs> un- uncritically mention that we're, yeah. you know, ah, oh, it's someone else's bloody brand. <laughs> Terrible. There's a lot of chat within this about the cold open as well and mm. really self-referential stuff that's just not funny it's mm. really excruciatingly bad and then we get um <laughs> he said there's another voiceover that goes welcome to wrestlemania and then there's another voiceover yeah. directly after yeah. that that just goes the global entertainment event wrestle just <laughs> stop ruining it it's so easy we're back we're gonna do this yeah it's all it needs to be and here are the matches that you'll be excited about mm. what happens now if you watched it live is there was a 30 minute delay yes because the rain was coming because <laughs> of the rain yeah. and what they basically had to do was they 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 couldn't have people out in the ring because they were worried that they would be struck by lightning on television and die. Right. So they... The crowd's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure when you do it, because of the COVID thing, they had a lot of, you take personal responsibility, mm. we aren't responsible for anything. You any just death. turned up, we didn't, we yeah. didn't organise this. So as the thunder and the lightning starts, everyone's going, oh, I was a lucky stroke <laughs> that we had got that written in. Um, but what, what, what happens is they, they have to fill the time. And they do this by... Um, getting interviews with anyone who happens to be backstage and they just bring them over and they, yeah. they do promos. Mm. And this is the first time in a long time where the promos done by the performers have been off the top of their heads, unscripted, mm. and they're just basically told the time they need to go to. Yeah. And the leap in quality between <laughs> what we normally saw and what we saw in this half hour yeah. was startling. Yeah. It was People just off the off the clock a little bit. Yeah. And they were they were natural and mm. they were saying stuff that made sense mm. and they weren't trying to get across Peacock. Weird. Yeah, exactly that. And what it was was almost like a you forget, of course, because of the the the, the era of, of scripting being done by writers, yeah, who aren't wrestlers, you know, they aren't, and who don't inhabit the characters who, of the wrestlers. No. The, the, the wrestlers inhabit these characters twenty four seven. Yeah, and the other thing, absolutely worth saying, the, the writers, the writing jobs in WWE are not coveted jobs. Mm. They are incredibly difficult jobs because they are you're expected to work most of most hours of the week. Mm. You know that they, they are. Really Really, really hardcore, and they don't particularly like employing people who are big fans of wrestling. Right? They like to have people who are from the entertainment world, but they don't have the stain of wrestling interest about them. <laughs> so, what you end up with is you end up with generic and bland stuff that most wrestlers wouldn't naturally say. Mm. When you give the wrestlers the chance to do it themselves, it's much, much better. Yeah. Now, this was originally on the network as an extra to WrestleMania. Mm. They had the first half an hour, you know, was there. It's since disappeared uh, right. on my one, unless I'm looking in the wrong place. But it's a real shame because mm. it was just a, a good moment where everyone's working on the hoof, on the back foot, and something great came along mm. as a result. Um, instead, what happens on the network show, of course, is we just go through to the uh, the first match. Um we have our, our, our hosts then come in. So originally, after that half hour where the weather was you know, causing problems, mm. they then brought in the hosts of WrestleMania this year, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. Mm. Um, 
it's it's, a, it's an uncomfortable pairing. This um, it is because of what Hulk Hogan's done. Yes, and, but they could blow the faces off Matt Rushmore, as they say. Confusing. <laughs> like, why would they want to do that? <laughs> That's a terrorist. Act. Yeah, it's a terrorist act. Yeah, and then after that, we could like shoot up a casino. <laughs> what? Where's this going? Why are you, Mister America, for a bit? Hulk? I wear a mask so that the <laughs> FBI can't. Uh, oh, okay, I'm um, <laughs> gonna take the capital. Oh, you wanted. Oh, that's how that's manifested itself, Mister America. Let's kill a bishop. I, don't, I just can we just like do the intro and no you're either with me or against me the uh, Titus comes out and he's wearing um, a blue jacket and orange trousers yeah and I was I just as amazed that you know he, he can pull that off oh d- big guys can't wear suits but he yeah. really can wear he this really suit. he really can great. and it's a I mean if you turned up in that everyone would just go have you lost your fucking mind <laughs> Are you selling cars now? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, so, what? Someone's a coke dealer from a Judge Dredd film. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He he looks great. Yeah. Um. What happened on the night when Hogan came out is there were boos, and right. it was the one thing that I don't think they were expecting. Mm. They were concerned about the reactions that everybody would get mm. because they lacked a year. Mm. But what they thought was the crowd will be so happy to come back mm. that they will certainly Forget. boo the legendary uh, they will certainly cheer the legendary Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. Mm. Um, they've turned the music right up now. Mm. So you do not hear the booing. And the right. only things that, that you can sort of notice it's still there is it sounds like generic yay but then occasionally there is a cheer and you go oh that's a different noise yes. so I don't know yeah, what yeah, this yeah, one yeah, is yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. slightly flattened out <laughs> um, and the other thing is is Hogan's face which he is putting a brave face on something and if you didn't know he was being booed you'd think he'd shat himself <laughs> he looks very sort of Pato. like uh, you can see yeah. in his eyes it's not matching the smile. No, yeah. And something has unsettled him. Yeah. <laughs> it frightened it's St- him. Stephen Graham in Snatch, where he's about to be killed. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's Bob Hoskins in the back of the car at the end of The Long Good Friday. Yes. Where it's beginning to sink in yeah. that things have gone badly wrong. <laughs> and Hogan looks really, really, really anxious. Mm. Um, Hogan goes then into a nervous tick mm. of continually saying brother. Yeah. Again and again and again mm. to Titus O'Neil. And... What it sounds like, it sounds like he's really stressing the fact that he views all men as his brothers. Yes, yeah, uh, and, and talking like... And that just it reminds you. It just <laughs> reminds you. Hey, brother, I'm not racist. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say you were. Well, I'm not. You know, okay, that reminds me that you were racist. Um, the, um, uh, but rain, sleet or snow, it doesn't matter, says Titus. It did. It did. Because <laughs> that's all anyone's talking that, about. That's why you're half an hour late. Yeah. Because uh, the thing about rain on the television, it's actually cool. Like, they frequently use, like, like milk, don't they? Because mm. you can actually fucking see it back in the day you used to. Anyway, um, like, you can't really see it that much unless you look at the crowd. So for the global audience that's watching, apart from the pitiful 30 or 40,000 yeah. by WWE standards is watching. It doesn't really matter to anyone else because you can't really fucking see. There's nothing, there's the most disappointing thing in life is when it's really, really raining hard outside yeah. and yeah. you go, take a photo of me yes. and you get in it and when you see the photo you're like, it just looks like I'm outside. Yes, There exactly. is no yeah. rain yeah. there. No, really disappointing. Um, Hogan then goes into his, so what you're going to do? And Titus interrupts him 
because mm. he, I think Hogan has come in too early mm. and they haven't been able to say that WrestleMania is over two nights. Yes. So Hogan sort of goes, so what you're going to do? And Titus goes, don't forget, we've got two nights. That sort of thing. <laughs> and you can see Hogan just going, this is not going down in the pantheon <laughs> of great Hogan moments. This has all gone a bit wrong. Um, and then as they go off, a massive skeleton appears uh, yes. above the stadium. Ooh. What does he want? <laughs> Stop the rain, I don't know. Oh, Wet humans, yum yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> what a living nightmare. <laughs> so we get the first match. Uh, it's only taken an episode and a half to get here. Well done, everyone. Um, WWE champion Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, who, who won last time out? Yep. In and the now he's first on first. Yes, he is. This was basically his reward for right. carrying the brand <laughs> yes. during the pandemic. Um, there is a. A heartbreaking little bit that he did <laughs> where you can see that what he was hoping still was that he would go on last. You right, know, yeah, he's yeah, main yeah. evented previous WrestleMania in front of no one. Mm. What would be nice is to be the first person to main event WrestleMania mm. now the fans are back. Yeah. He's missed that year. Mm. He did a little interview uh, just beforehand where he didn't know where he was in the card. Oh. But obviously they'd said to him it's one or the other. So he said, <laughs> I would be happy at opening the show or closing the show. This year is so unique in the sense that the last match Every match at WrestleMania is a main event. Let's be realistic. If you're on at WrestleMania, you're in a main event. But when you're fighting for the championship, generally, it's cool to close the show. This is such a unique WrestleMania without having the fans there for an entire year. But that first reaction is going to be so, so special. So that's why I said, if I finish last the last match, that's phenomenal. That is fantastic. That's tradition. But if I'm in the opening match, to me, that's also just as big. <laughs> because if you get to walk out in that first match and get the crowd full of energy and all those pent-up reactions that have been keeping inside for a year, that's going to be special too. So either way, I'm happy. I think you'd get a more honest reaction out of Bobby if you ask him. <laughs> it's, I, I really do feel for Drew McIntyre in that respect. I think mm. you know he was hoping to have that main event uh, mm. tonight, uh, he, but that he, was not the case. He did get to call Bobby Lashley a big ball bitch. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. Join Alex Zane, Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton as they celebrate Halloween with a month of Stephen King films. Kicking off this month of King vs. King, it's The Shining vs. Doctor Sleep. We also get this amazing shot of Wendy and Danny lost in the maze and the camera stalking them and Jack looking down at this model of the maze. The lengths that Kubrick went to to make it feel like, is Jack controlling this maze? Is this maze Jack's mind? Search Clash of the Titles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. He comes out, he's got his sword. Um, yes, yeah, he's a sword guy now. Yep, sword guy. Sword guy, uh, he's, he's gone off on a forum, he's got a, 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 a girlfriend <laughs> who's into Pokemon and he's got himself a sword. That's what he's into. He comes out, he slots it into the floor yeah. when he comes out and it's almost like that makes the fireworks go off. I mean, it's not, that, <laughs> no, that doesn't exist no, as a thing. No. But um, it, it, uh, that slot is never quite the right it's not never quite a snug fit no. and it's always a bit wonky wobbly, wobbly wonky between this Wrestlemania and <laughs> now he's broken the sword by accident oh by smacking it into the floor and it being wonky and it's snapped off really so, yeah. what in, in IRL or just kind of in I, IRL in, in, yeah in, in, not in not in storyline I, I think he sort of hid it in storyline it was you know <laughs> what is this and the, the funny thing is the sword isn't like a fake sword no it is a real sword yeah. but it's just like you cannot keep on smacking it into the floor yeah it'd be like if you were a kid and you had a sword, you know, you would go out and start going, going to smack it into the pavement. Yeah. And if you've got it between two of the slabs, railing. it's going to break. Yeah, of course it's, it's going to yeah. break. You're yeah. going to be in a lot of trouble. Your older brother is going to come back and go, where's my katana? Where's my katana? <laughs> <laughs> Who's been in my room? <laughs> Who's taken my samurai swords? <laughs> um, I had a friend when I was growing up uh, in Hatchet, and his brother was very into martial arts. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. he was also very, very... I mean, the problem is... When you're younger, when you're about like nine, mm. what is more exciting than the idea that someone's older brother has got a like display a of martial of arts yeah, weapons? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah um, And so he was obsessed with two things. One was martial arts mm. and two, nobody going into his room. <laughs> and those two things, they just... They, 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 they just, don't match. Like oil and vinegar. Be in there. I've got to go and see yeah. them. I've got to go and actually hold a shuriken. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I don't think he's in prison now, but he probably no. doesn't have the swords anymore. No. I uh, went into Japan 
do a podcast about Chan, absolutely bum it, think it's a great place to go and get pissed. Mm. Uh, but um, my partner bought me a sword recently, like last couple of years. So now I'm a Japanese enthusiast <laughs> and he honify with a sword oh, uh, and should no. be put in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you are very serious. Are you well into hentai? <laughs> yeah, are you well into it? Are you? I'm stuff. asking you now, honestly. Are you well into it? I just, I just, well, truthfully, no, Mark. No, there's no honesty to hentai. No, I just worry about the terribly cutthroat world that is hentai creation and manga <laughs> drawing. You know, the, these guys don't make a lot of money. You think it's just, <laughs> you think the guy who draws all the hentai is going to be minted? Yeah, it's an entry level job, twelve thousand pounds a year. You're, you're. I think, I think you're like worry mm. about hentai. Mm. That the creators are underpaid, misplaced, misplaced. Yeah. But at least there's no actual women in it. Well, no, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Although, by what I know, the depictions are basically illegal. children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible stuff. Oh dear. Um, so I love this period of Bobby Lashley. Mm. This, this for me is great. He is in uh, a little stable called the Hurt Business, right? Uh, with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander and MVP, who really um, gives him a, a sort of great. Rub MVP is ace in this run. Mm. Um, I, I love what MVP is doing, and I think it's actually really. It reminds you about how how decent his first run career in WWE was. Mm. But you know, I think this is the sort of thing that will eventually push him into the Hall of Fame. I think this this elder statesman who is just you know debonair and suave, mm. but also not a joke in any way. He he's brings a, a realism to that character that I think is really you know unusual in mm. wrestling, and, and I really really enjoy it. Um, it's a perfect example about how if you want to make someone into a main event star, you just book them right. You just make them dominant. You mm. don't make them, you know, weak in any way. And how they've got to this point is um, Drew McIntyre has lost the the WWE title that he won at the previous WrestleMania at Elimination Chamber when Miz has cashed in his money in the bank <laughs> right. uh, after a big match. Miz had won that from Otis. Um, it's now a title belt, the money in the bank. I mean, it's just madness. <laughs> they give it to Miz. And a couple of weeks later, Bobby Lashley meets him on Raw and absolutely destroys him mm. in seconds. Um, I'm I'm not one for the belt being hot-shotted around to build up other angles. You could easily have built up Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley that they meet for the belt that Drew McIntyre holds here mm. and they could have still gone in the same direction. Um, uh, there's a, a, a funny thing that they they continuously do in this WrestleMania, and it's more prevalent now than it's ever been, which is it's not really so much about long-term booking. It's about moments. And Mm. that thing about this is a WrestleMania moment, what they're looking for is those moments. And things like, you know, even Big E recently winning the, the, the WWE belt, the, the problem with the way that it's done is it's not done that Big E has done a traditional title chase and deserves that big moment in that big match where he proves himself. They do it that, oh, you didn't think it was going to happen. Here it is. That's a moment. Mm. And moments are not great for long-term success in wrestling. Yeah. Um, and you, you begin to see sort of, you know, things like the, the Miz thing of getting it to Bobby Lashley. Rather than work out how they can do that as a long-term program, they just go get the belt on him and then he's fighting for it. So yeah. just a bit of thing. Um, the only thing I always find with Lashley is he has a face that he cannot hide the look of worry in his eyes. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got big eyes. He's got big eyes, eyes, like a Disney Disney princess. Very expressive. And he looks often 
a bit startled and a bit like, what are they doing? Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's the only thing that, that I always, it always makes me feel for him. Yeah. Um, which isn't, yeah. isn't necessarily what we should be doing with a heel, uh, mm. who's, who's supposed to be violent. Um, the, there's a point where Lashley, who has done MMA in the past and was a high level amateur wrestler, is um, you know grinding on on the mat with uh, with Drew McIntyre and Michael Cole shouts out pound and ground by Lashley. It's ground and pound. Yeah, you don't ground put it ground. in the other way round. No, oh, right. where'd you get your shirt from, Spencer and Mark? <laughs> you know, <laughs> good. I wonder if you could open up a company called Spencer and Mark. Spencer and Mark. I don't think it, that's S&M. not passing off, is it? Yeah. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> what do you sell? We sell fetish wear, yeah. but it's wonderful quality. Very high tog, <laughs> mainly to colonels. Um, there are some really exciting big throws in this as well. Two big yeah. men just chucking each other. And they're like working hard, I think. It's it's a really good start. Eighteen twenty, this match goes for, mm. and that on paper you would go, that is much too long. Yeah, but the two of them together, you go, this is great. I think the crowd dip in the middle and then they come back in. I think. Yeah, and um, what what's funny about this? I think uh, you going into it, you just go, oh, okay, you know, let's get this out of the way. But mm. this is both men's best WrestleMania match by a long chalk, mm. and it's it's a it's a bit of a thriller. It's um it's surprisingly great. Um. Historically, a couple of little interesting fact acts. Um, this is the only time that a former a pay-per-view main event for the company TNA has also been a main event in WWE. Oh, so right. um, Lashley and uh, and McIntyre had met before oh, nice. in a TNA uh, main event. Is that um, kind of pre... Because Drew McIntyre, a man for whom beards have been very kind, that's yes. when he didn't have a beard. Yeah, it was, a bit yeah. Weird. I don't like it. <laughs> no. He looks like... He's like, oh, I see why I've grown that. Yeah. Um, I think Lashley as well at the same time. He was... There was a slight thing of Lashley had left WWE, he'd gone into MMA, and he'd come back with a better sort of, you know, mm. feel about him. But he was still lacking. There was something, you know, so... It's just uh, more and more as there are more wrestling companies, what we're seeing is you can probably go back and within the next five years, you know, there'll be lots of matches that are WrestleMania main events that will have happened in other places. Yes. Which is sort of a fascinating Mm, little bit. I like that. Um, It had been suggested uh, originally that um, McIntyre would would have a rematch for the belt with Brock Lesnar. That was the original plan. Right. But as uh, it became apparent that the place wasn't going to sell out, um, Brock Lesnar had no intention of wrestling in front of a handful of people. Um, they decided that they would go with Lashley instead and right. then did all of the, the machina- machinations to get to there. Um, this is the first ever time as well that the WWE title has been defended in the first match at WrestleMania. We've seen it over the previous years where the world title was defended. Um, by Edge against mm. Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania 27. And at WrestleMania 28, Sheamus um, uh, won the, the belt for from Daniel Bryan. Mm. So that one has been done. WrestleMania 35 saw Seth Rollins win the Universal Championship from Brock Lesnar. But this is the very first time that the WWE ch- title, the you know the longest-running one in the lineage, has ever been in the first match of WrestleMania. Mm. Uh, proper fact there. Well, yeah, and, and does, it, does it say anything wider about that company they don't give a shit about the, it, the things anymore it certainly talks about how re- uh, titles are not important mm. really and you know the the problem again with that is uh, wrestling can be a very simple thing if you make sure that there's a goal and traditionally people have always made the belt the goal and that is the thing that they bother fighting for and they are continually working towards mm. and Traditionally, that belt would always have been the main event of any pay-per-view. Um, when you see it in the opening match, there is something that tells you not necessarily that they're that they're you know don't care about it, but certainly that it's the 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 importance of a belt is no longer in the same position in the mm. card. Um, 
not not great. You need to keep your belt strong. Yeah. You look at Japan, you know, the only last couple of years through the pandemic, they've got a bad pandemic. Um, the belt has always been kept strong. Recently, it's been going to, you know, a couple of people like evil who they didn't quite see at that level. And it's really affected the business. Um, once you devalue a belt, you can never get its value back. Mm. It's very difficult to do. And the belts have become devalued over time. Not like the FA Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get more titles in there as well. Yeah. And it dilutes it, you yeah. know, and it's, uh, it, it is confusing. Mm. I still find it difficult to work out the difference between the Universal and the WWE title. Mm. I cannot work out who holds what. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just very, very hard. It's gangrel. Shall we quickly have a go through a women's gauntlet match? Yes. Just because there's not a huge mm. amount to say. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a series of, of tag matches. Uh, winner stays on, mm. uh, involving most of the women's roster who aren't in uh, key matches. Yes. Attempt to get them on. It's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in a different version. <laughs> get people on the card so that they can uh, get a payday and get, and get their faces seen. Mm. Um, the opening match is Naomi and Lana versus Carmella and Billy Kay. Yeah. Uh, Billy Kay, one of the... She's so good at the non-wrestling side of wrestling <laughs> and is not great at the wrestling side of wrestling. Uh, I really, really like her. She'd had a good pandemic where she'd spent a lot of time previously in the tag team, the Iconics, who were very funny and very charming. Mm. And then she had done a, a long thing that had run through the year where she was continually trying to team up with people by giving her them her resume and headshot and things like that. And it was just a sweet thing. She's from um, Australia, mm. and she she instead of it's sort of an odd thing. They never ever portray her as being, you know, sexy and beautiful. She is portrayed as being a big idiot. Right. <laughs> she's always sort of, you know, uh, her, her famous line she said in the backstage interview was, "Are you joking me?" And they've got her as this brassy sort of Australian, which I think Ruffian. is, yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice yeah. nice bit of character work. Mm. Um, and she was very very good at it. Um, there is a, a point, I think, in the second match she has here, which is against the Riot Squad, um, where she does a sort of sunset flip reversal bit, which is among the worst <laughs> like m- moments of any WrestleMania in ring-wise. Grabby. It's very grabby, oh, oh, it's it's just... It's almost like you've seen it once on a video and you've gone to go out and do it and you've got to give it a try. Uh, <laughs> yes. And she does that. There are some rough moments uh, in this. Mm. You have a split between the uh, performers who are very, very good and you have a split between the performers who are there for comedy or have primarily been managers and, and mm. assistants and valets. Mm. Um, and that's noticeable. <laughs> um, so uh, they uh, beat Naomi and Lana. Mm. Um, about about whom there's very little to say here mm. uh, and in come the Riot Squad of, of Ruby Riot and, and Liv Morgan um, they're sort of dressed like Joker and Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad they are, they, are they allowed to do that? well I suppose it's I su- it's different enough but the colours are very yeah. similar can you I mean I suppose they could say well it's not and you'd go come on <laughs> <laughs> it's like remember when you had to spend, spend all that money on on the Marvel thing with Hulk. Yeah, it's just you're doing this again. Like uh, it's parody law. It's, <laughs> is is it, it? Why is it a parody? Because it's, it's, it's Mrs. Joker. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm uh, well the Harley Quinn though that's a woman. Oh, again. that's a woman as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, she's um, a little bit shorter. Quick, say something like say something like I'm a piss bucket. That'll be parody <laughs> law. Parody <laughs> law. Um, they, are, they look they look great. Yeah, um, they, look great. they are good in the ring. The two of them. Mm. I mean, certainly Ruby Wright. What, what's funny is by the time we've got these three uh, teams have come through, mm. um, 
half of the people involved so far will be let go within the next couple of months. Right. Um, uh, seemingly, I mean, just arbitrarily. Yeah. So we lose Lana, we lose Billy Kay, right. and we lose Ruby Riot, which is a big surprise. Mm, I mean, she's the- in this match, she is far and away the best performer. <laughs> Um, she will. She will, of course, end up in AEW, mm. uh, where she is doing uh, tremendously well at the minute. Um, it, it does seem odd <laughs> who they get rid of. Um, the uh, the team of the Riot Squad uh, they beat um, uh, who is it? Carmella and Billy Kay, mm. and then they go up against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, um, dressed as the nineties. Yes, aren't they? <laughs> dressed as the nineties. They're wearing hot pink, and I like the yeah. fact that they've matched it and yeah. they've gone. It's WrestleMania, so and we're in a tag team, so mm. let's wear a WrestleMania thing. Um, Mandy Rose slipped on the way to the ring in the rain, uh, landed on her bottom really hard. Oh no! Um, they've cut that now. Um, right, I thought this. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a bit heartbreaking. Yeah. Those moments are human moments. Yeah, she she recovered from it, and it, it's all th- part of it, though, wasn't it? It is. It's a sporting event. Jesus, it's a, it's not like you go well. Let let's do it again. Yeah, it's a sporting event. It has to be a record of the evening. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not paying for like the, what they think is the best I, part and the worst. You know, and cut out the worst I, parts. I mean, that was a bit where you go. <laughs> fell in love up. Yeah. Right. And they've gone, you cannot see that. And you're like, why? She, it's just she fell in the bum. It's a bit more fun yeah. than just what, then cutting to, it's got a picture, you know, the, the shot is of Ruby Riot just in the ring waiting. Yeah. yeah. You literally cut out something that was fun yeah. for something that was not fun. <laughs> People fall over. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> um, Carmella can't do the moonwalk, but you left that in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, uh, Mandy Rose is, is really good. She's one of those people who, sh- by, there is no reason she should be as good in the ring mm. as she is. She's really hard hitting <laughs> and she's really sort of like explosive and surprising. Um, Dana Brooke is, I really like Dana Brooke. This week, she uh, was criticised by Corey Graves on television. So even though he's, uh, you know, I think talking about the character, he was like, you know, she's been here for years. She's never achieved anything. You know, I think she should think about moving on. And people are a bit like, hang on a fucking second. (laughs) You know, don't, don't say stuff that legitimately, you know, puts ideas into people's heads and yeah. goes, yeah, you are you are slightly where, hanging on the thread. At a time where everyone's getting fired as well. Completely, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I really like her. There was a thing that really, really warmed me to her about a year and a half ago. Mm. She began... Um, uh, openly saying she wanted to go out with Dave Batista on Twitter. Right. And they began having a Twitter thing and they arranged oh. to meet up. And I presume, I presume they did the act. Why not? <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. But I thought, I thought there's something about her that I really, really like because mm. I liked her open sort of frankness and, you know, just seems like an absolute dude. Yeah. And um, she does almost break her neck doing a swanton here, which is she jumps <laughs> off and she's so close to the ground. But I mean, really, if it had been, you know, I don't know, a couple of inches either. The way yeah. we would have watched her just die. Shoulder <laughs> um, breaker at the very least. Yeah. Um, they uh, beat Mandy Rose uh, and uh, Dana Brooke, mm. uh, the Riot Squad, and then they go through to the final match, which is Natalia and Tamina. Mm. The problem I have with this match is there is no story that's being told here. So traditionally with a gauntlet match, what you do is you have a babyface team who is going up against the odds. Yeah. And they have to get to a level where either they will win and get the title shot the next night, which everybody wants, Mm. or they will lose to an evil team who are, if you like, you know, clearly going to be unbeatable. Mm. What they do here is they go, uh, you're not in the first match. You win the second match, you win the third match, and then you've got the fourth match. Well, the story being told is the Riot Squad have done all the work against the odds. Yeah. They really have to get to a point where if they're going to lose, it's 
you know, not because they lacked heart. Mm. And instead, what you get is a series of four-minute matches where there's no build of heat, mm. there's no excitement, and you go up against this last team who don't seem any better or worse than you, and you just lose. Yeah. And that's it. And so, go, oh, they, these yeah. are the daughters and nieces yeah. or whatever of some famous guys you knew from and, the 80s. And as a team, <laughs> they managed to beat another team who had already done two two matches. Yeah. So who has got over here? <laughs> you haven't had the baby faces come and have a triumphant win. Mm. Uh, you haven't had the big team beat a team of note because mm. they've just been through a load of matches, and you, the winners are the people who came out three minutes before. And, and Mark, even the commentators at the end, they fuck up. I, uh-huh. I'm sorry, not the commentators, the commentators. The ring announcer. The ring announcer fucks it up. Yeah, he, he says, <laughs> I think it's in one of the earlier matches, he says, the, the winners, the Riot Squad. Oh, yes, that's right. And everyone yeah, has yeah. to go, buh, 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 buh. and he goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. The team Correction. eliminated. Correction, the complete opposite. Yeah. Can what? they do that? They should do that more. Well, like things that have gone wrong. Oh, it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I mean, you take out Mandy Rose falling in her ass, but yeah. you leave in Greg Hamilton, the ring announcer, saying something patently wrong. <laughs> just nuts. Um, I, 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 I'm going to just end this one mm. with this bit. But one of the things that you, you touch on there about like ring announcers getting things wrong and everything, the commentary on this WrestleMania is fucking pitiful. Mm. It's so bad. They... I think you've got the problem with it is is there's so much wrestling going on and they are using Michael Cole on so many shows and mm. Corey Graves they've gone oh you're you're going to be the main guy now and so he's doing loads of shows as well and what happens is by the time you get to WrestleMania they are just like it's another night yeah we've done six of these already this week we're going to do six of them next week here we are on on Saturday and Sunday it's just another couple of gigs and they have no sense of getting over the work in the ring beyond anything they would normally do on, you know, uh, Raw or SmackDown. And there's loads of sort of like, oh yeah, so last week he really, it's fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. Concentrate on this. You've got more eyes on your product on this show than you have for the rest of the year for anything you do. Yeah. Why you wouldn't go make it a special night. You know, guys, take two days off and just get all those notes and let's really, really big up the majesty of this show. Mm. And instead, you've just got this insipid sort of, you know, constantly talking about what happened three weeks ago as to why they're fighting. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Just do a good job. The commentary is is so bad on this that actually, as soon as you notice it, this WrestleMania becomes about three times worse mm. than, than than it should be. Mm. Um, it's it's really really poor. There are so many different things in wrestling that you can get wrong that don't seem massively important until you begin going. Actually, no, that's massively important. Mm. We've learned that about crowds not being there, about how important the crowd is. When you watch stuff like this, and when you watch stuff like AEW, whose commentary team are excited about the stuff and who are you know passionate. Um, listening to WWE commentary on this WrestleMania, it was one of the worst elements of the entire show. Yeah. Really, really annoying. Well, Graves. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I, am, I am in no way saying that I would do a better job. I would find it impossibly, absolutely impossible to do. <laughs> I don't but think you would. I know there are a lot of people out there in the real wrestling world who would do Can, it better. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And, you know, a lot of criticism of Jim Ross and everything. You are screaming for someone or like Jim Ross, mm. who is able to get across a match in isolation as being an important and why you should be watching it and why it matters. Yeah. And nobody in this WrestleMania is capable of doing that. It's really, really irritating. 
But um, it does get better. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Um, yeah, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro is next. We will be talking mm. about that next week. Yes. Um, before we do, do just quickly check out. They both both men are obsessed with coffee. So Seth Rollins <laughs> owns two coffee shops right. in, in uh, his hometown of Davenport, Iowa. Mm. Um, Cesaro, he is really big into coffee. He's released his own limited edition uh, coffee, coffee beans. Right. But he has an Instagram account, which is called Cesaro's Cafe. <laughs> And what he does wow. is traveling around with the WWE, he takes a photograph of every, I think it's a latte, every or, or flat white, yeah. every coffee that he buys, and he just puts it up on his Instagram. And the funny <laughs> thing about them is they are all exactly the fucking same. Yeah, they, I imagine they are. That's crazy. <laughs> there is no difference between them. And he <laughs> takes the same photo of just like a coffee on a bleached wood table <laughs> like you get in coffee shops. And I cannot understand what, he's trying to prove because he doesn't mm. say whether it was nice no it's just a picture of his coffee it's just a pic a million yeah. like stock images <laughs> of coffee in little glass cups yeah um, uh, his his coffee humorously is called Sprusso S-P-R-S-S-O Sprusso Sprusso dark, the dark roast is uh, Guatemalan uh, from the La Mahosa, uh, Hermosa uh, region, um, from an alt- altitude of... Uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, it, and the notes the of brownie... Question, the only question is, Pete, is, is it, does it taste incredibly bitter? <laughs> because like of how he's been homemade. treated. <laughs> <laughs> After years of travelling the world and checking out the local coffee shops, I finally have a coffee of my own to share with all of you. I hope you enjoy the single-origin Guatemalan dark roast as much as I do. It's Sprusso time. It's Sprusso time! <laughs> I I, I, I mean, I do like the fact that, you know, and the other thing is if you're really into coffee, it's funny to go around America where the coffee is probably, you know, okay. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you're going, you're going on, I went deep into the Andes. I went to uh, the Onomatosando uh, region. Of <laughs> and, uh, what I like about Claudius, he's got a medium roast coffee as well um, with notes of dark chocolate papaya. Don't believe that for a second. <laughs> and sweet, uh, you know, just press start for great taste. And it's a basically um, a low res kind of video game. Yeah. Kind of pick pixel art thing that's you can't do that Cesaro you got that is Mega Man it you is you have that's the cover of Mega Man on the NES and you've just put you've just you've just palette uh, swap the uh, character put little I think shots on him uh, and, and a weird bit of coffee I, I like him. it because he's gone there are three target markets here yeah wrestling fans geeks and coffee dogs. fans yeah. and <laughs> geeks general geeks yes. and you general know I, I, I've been on up up down a few times with Xavier Woods <laughs> I'm going to cover all of those bases yeah I'm a gamer what's your favourite game Mario <laughs> whatever, whatever the Mario is I, I love horoscope skiing that would be too neat that will be too rich. It right, will be. Uh, guys, look, if you want to hear more, and uh, I think, uh, if not tomorrow, uh, within the next week or oh. so, you'll get to hear the whole of the rest of WrestleMania yes. 37 mm-hmm. part one. You can uh, go onto our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe, I think. I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe, yeah. Great, yeah. good. And you can uh, hear us, We're because it's, it's October as well, we've been doing um, Halloween, uh, WCW Havoc. Havoc, Halloween Havoc 1993. Yes, it's a good one. It is, uh, and it's very, very spooky and frightening. It's the perfect <laughs> thing uh, for you to listen to while you read about the crimes of Jimmy Savile. <laughs> um, make sure you've heard the start of this, because yeah, otherwise it sounds makes... very flippant. <laughs> Weird. (laughs) Hey, so until next time, respect is due. Wrestle me! Wrestle me, Mark!
Russell Me is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.